You're listening to RTI Audio, powered by Rocky Top Insider. This is Pancakes and Bacon with VFL, Tyler Kerbison, and Reed Bacon. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Pancakes and Bacon. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Kerbison, joined with Reed Bacon. We got another great one. Uh, we are just talking all South Carolina, uh, getting ready for this game. I got my black on for, for dark mode coming up. Very excited for it. Me and Reed are actually going to be at the game. So very excited to watch it together and be there around all the fans. Um, but before we get into breaking down film and talking about the team, Reed, how we doing, bud? Hello, big boy. <laughs> you, you look a little sketchy with your hand down there. I know you're probably petting Annie, but <laughs> what's it? What's what? Why does it look sketchy? What would I be doing? I don't know. You, you would be correct. <laughs> there she is. What beautiful girl. Um, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm excited, but I, it's a different vibe for me after the Florida game. I got shook, man. I got shook. I think, last, yeah. I think a lot of people are like that last year. Uh, really after his first year, midway through his first year, I was nervous because I wanted to win the games, but I, I knew that the team was going to fight. They were going to compete. And I, I knew I was going to see some really, really good stuff offensively mm. last year. After that pit game, I was like, let's go. Like, yeah. bring on Bama, bring on Georgia, bring on yeah. LSU. I was so confident. And now I'm shook, man. I'm shook. I, I would hate to lose to South Carolina. I was surprised when I heard what the line was. Um, so, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm nervous. I'm not as optimistic and as excited as, as, I, used, as I was last year. I, th- I like I said, I think a lot of people are going to be in the same boat as you, and, and I do think it's because of lackluster versus Austin P. The loss to Florida, um, just seeing some of the same things versus UTSA, like that we saw before, and I think it's in his first year you expect some mistakes to be made. You don't expect the mistakes to be made in the third year. You don't expect all of the pre-snap penalties and to be one of the most penalized teams in the SEC. Like, you don't expect that in year three. So I think that is kind of part of it where it's like – and here, here's the thing that I was thinking about about this team and something that should probably be kind of put into these guys' heads is like – Watch the first drive versus Florida. Watch yourself. You can do this. Like, this is easy if you do it right. If you don't make these dumb mistakes, you can do whatever you freaking want out there, right? Like, showing that to the offense. Look at this drive you did. Look look, look how crisp it was. Show them another one. Look at this one. Then why is the next one so bad, right? Why is the next one have so many mistakes? Same thing on defense. Look at you swarm to the ball here. Look at you with your effort. Look at you getting off this block. Now I'm going to show you a play here. Why in the heck is it not the same? So 
it's it, it's very much like I see it. I see the greatness that is there. I see I see the the ability that is there, and then all of a sudden it just dissipates, just goes away. And that's just the most frustrating thing. So when you know somebody can do something, and then like all of a sudden they just piss down their leg. Yeah, yeah, it's easier when you know your team's just not very good, and it's like, yeah, oh, well, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's easier when you're like, well, we're not very good, or um, they just have better talent. And um, I think why I was so confident going into this year was less about the players and more about Coach Heupel. I was like, dude, the guy has been unbelievable his first two years. And I said, not, <clears throat> I said that that didn't mean that we were going to win 10, 11 games. 12 games again this year or, or yeah. whatever. I just didn't expect to see a performance like we saw in Florida. I am so used to his teams. Even if we do have dumb penalties and dumb mistakes, he, 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 he get, he, um, he covers those up by complete, you know, it's, we, we lose, we lose three yards on second down. And so now it's um, third and 14. I'm like, Oh dang it! Well, I got to the point. Where I was like, "Who cares?" Because he's either going to go, he's going to go, he's got two downs to get it, or he's about yeah. to take a shot over someone's head, and someone's going to be wide open. So, <clears throat> mine was just a little bit like, "Holy crap!" Like we are, we got brought back down to earth. Because last year's Georgia game, it was there. We didn't play that well. There was weather. They had an unbelievably talented team. So it was like it makes sense why it happened. Yeah. South Carolina, there's some rumblings that other stuff took place and happened. South Carolina was on, and sometimes it's they changed their of, offensive coordinator before the game. And it's and it's sometimes those type of nights where everything goes right for them and everything goes wrong for us. So it made sense yeah. this year for me for Florida, even with all of our mistakes, it didn't make sense why that happened. Um, so, anyways, I, I if you want me to, I don't have a ton offensively. I'm excited to hear what you have offensively. Yeah. For, for this game, I, uh, man, this, this game, I think really, really decides the trajectory of our, of our season. Um, with how we looked against, uh, Austin P, how we looked terrible and lost against Florida. We bounced back a little bit against UTSA. It's kind of like, okay, it's almost back to a clean slate of what are we doing moving forward? Are we going to mm -hmm. get a big revenge win at home at night? Are we going to play well to give fans and the team confidence moving forward? Or are we going to lose? And then it's like, hey, this is still a lot of season to go, and this could get kind of ugly and kind of frustrating quickly. So yeah. that's – I don't think it's hyperbole to be like, yo, this could be one of the biggest games of the year just trajectory-wise. Uh, for sure. I mean, going into a bye week, this is huge. Um, it's also kind of like if we were to lose this game, like, fans and people in the building probably are like just throwing their hands up like uh, well it's just not it's just not going to be it like this isn't going to be the you know and their whole goal and you saw it with guys on social media like get to the sec championship win the east win the east win the east it's like if you got two east losses you ain't winning the east yeah that's when you put that stuff out there coaches and players you put a target on yourself and, yeah. you know, it's exciting to see what everyone's made of. I mean, the past two years, this team has always fought back, has usually always responded really well. Mm -hmm. There's still a lot of those same individuals on the team. The head coach is still the same. 
So I would expect them to battle back effort wise, but if you're just not as good, you're just not as good. And, you know, effort can only take you so far. The other thing I'll say before you dive into some offensive stuff, atmosphere always plays a part, always, always plays a part. But I truly, truly feel that the, the, the stands and the fans can legitimately, legit, 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 legit help win this game. I, I oh, really believe that. For sure. I uh, I plan to lose my voice on Saturday. Like I said, we're both going to be there. Um, and if anyone around me is not doing the same, I'm going to grab by the collar, tell them to nut the fuck up, <laughs> and start screaming their heads off because well, you- we need this third down stop. Well, you and I are in the South Carolina section, so. I don't care. I'll still do it. Last, um, last thing for me offensively, and, and like I said, I'm excited to hear what you, because you shot me a text today about some stuff you want. I was like, okay, this boy's, this boy's got some stuff. Yeah. I just watched the So I did watch the Mississippi State and South Carolina game live. I caught the, the end of it, and then I just rewatched it. I didn't take notes or anything like that. The defense is gettable. We we if if Mississippi State, I don't, I I know you want me to say whether I think South Carolina is a good team or not. I I don't know. I think they're I think they're pretty good. I think it's they're tough. Fine. They're, they're two and two. The close it was like close ish game versus Georgia. They were they were up fourteen to three at halftime. So it was like wait what what's going on? The North Carolina game it was I think it was close halfway through. They blew out Furman. And then they win this game versus Mississippi State. And it's kind of like, well, you know, Spencer Rattler threw for 300-plus yards in his first game. And, you know, sometimes he looks great. Sometimes he doesn't. And it, it and sometimes Shane Beamer goes for two for no freaking reason. And sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he goes for four fourth downs during a, a game. And other times he doesn't. I'm just like, I, I, I can't get like a perfect read on them. Yeah, there's level, <clears throat> there's levels to it. I watched them against North Carolina. Was rooting very hard for North Carolina. Yeah, South Carolina looked pretty bad, in my opinion. That that offensive line couldn't block anyone. And then you watch them against Georgia, and you're like, okay, do we know Georgia's obviously not the team they were last year, but we might not really know how good Georgia is until they get to a playoff or an SEC championship. And then. I don't know how good Mississippi State is. I, I I did see South Carolina make plays. I saw Mississippi State make plays. So offensively for me, I, I was thinking about it while I was sitting there watching it while I was eating. I said, do we establish the run? Do we take some shots? Because Mississippi State had very, very good success taking shots and testing guys downfield. Mm-hmm. I said, but what if they're trying to take that away and playing really high safeties and all that stuff? And I said, you know what, Reed? I said, Heupel's not the guy that lets you dictate to him. He's really, he's really not in in a way that he'll he'll read off of what you're doing, and will attack it because that's the smart thing to do. But he's still going to run his certain offense that it's not going to be ultimately dictated. He always says like he wants to dictate, he wants to be the aggressor. Same thing on defense. Yeah. So my thing was like, eff it. I don't care if they're playing this or that. Still run some of your plays to take some shots downfield. Test these guys. They did not look good against Mississippi State. Test them, test them, test them. 
and 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 then just whatever you're getting once the game starts. So I I want to see both. I want to. I'm not going to sit here and say I want us to pound the rock to open up the run or throw it to to open up um, the pass or. You get what I'm saying. I, and plus, I haven't sat in there and broken down film and put a game plan together. Yeah. I've literally watched 45 minutes of South Carolina. But my point is, is I still think Tennessee has potential to be the better team. So be the aggressor. If you want to take some shots, take some shots, test those guys, pound it when they give us five or six. And my biggest thing offensively is just, just execute whatever it is. And then I'll have more defensively, but I want to hear what you say offensively. So what I noticed just by watching their defense is, you know, you said that they got beat deep quite a few times versus Mississippi State. And one of the reasons is confusion in their defensive backfield and not getting lined up, which is why I named this up-tempo offense, this little segment, because it is going to be crucial to do that. I think there is a little bit of like, communication issues what are we doing when we when a team goes fast on them wait, wait what's going on you know it it's it very much like teams just line up in base defense because they don't know what they're supposed to be doing and to combo South Carolina loves running man they they do they they like to have a one high safety and run man and you put that together with Heupel's offense and it's like hey instead of you got a big gain and your next play is fast and you run the ball. The next play is crossing patterns and it's fast where we just get another one and another one and another one. I feel like it can, we can really take advantage of the fact that they're playing man. The other side of man is if a lane opens up, Joe needs to run, run, buddy, run. Everyone's backs is turned to you. They're looking the other way. Take what you can get. Don't try and force anything in any kind of window. I like I, I don't want Joe to necessarily trust himself. You know what I mean? Like I've seen you throw behind the receiver before. If a man is trailing, you could maybe throw an interception. So take what you can get and by running the ball. Um Kyler, I just have to say I think that is spot on. Yeah. I, I I couldn't agree more, and that's probably one of the reasons I am nervous so much about this game. Because in bigger games, in big atmospheres, the most important player on the field is quarterback, and their mm-hmm. quarterback's better than ours. Yeah. And he's and Spencer's very, very good at getting outside the pocket, which will be part of my defensive thing. So I'm so happy you said that is very, very spot on. And that's – we've talked about it. We don't need to beat a dead horse, but mm-hmm. Hendon – and these other guys that are high-level players, they know how to extend plays, which when you extend plays, you either give someone time downfield to open up or you get positive yardage on the ground, and it just demoralizes a defense. Yeah. I, I will say this. I think this game is probably one of the most important games in his tenure that we need to start fast and score. We need to keep the crowd loud and the momentum on our side as much as we can for as long as we can. Mm-hmm. If you score first and early, and and I never really worried midway through his first year or last year if we got down. I, I didn't because I knew that this team had it in them to come back, 
score fast, fight, not give up. Even when we were losing pretty badly against South Carolina last year, it's hard for me to be like, it's over, Reed. Like, go ahead and leave. Go ahead and take Annie on a walk because there's always that hope. Same thing this year with Florida, bro. We look terrible. We look terrible, and I was still waiting for that switch to be flipped. And it wasn't the I'm a fan and I just had that hopeful, optimistic. No, like I'm realistic. I'm like, this is over. You know, Titans versus Browns, this is over. Yeah. Move on Move on about your day. That's not the case with him. And so last year, I didn't care if we didn't start fast because I knew we were going to compete for 60 minutes. We were going to execute. We are going to give ourselves a shot back in the game. Mm-hmm. This year, I, I don't know about that, Kyler. I, 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 don't, I think momentum and starting fast is, is – damn it, I think it's so important. It, so, it is so, super important. I don't think – and you know, correct me if I'm wrong. You're saying necessarily that the guys quit, but it's just maybe not the ability to get back. I don't. Yeah, I don't think they quit. I don't think they have it in them. Whether it is because they're down or they're just not as good, but they, I don't trust them enough to put multiple plays together back to back to back to climb yourself in. Yeah. If you are not very consistent. Well, what do you have to do when you're trying to come back in something? You have to play pretty much a perfect game and really make big plays more times than not because you are behind the eight ball. That You get what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, and it, everything else offensively, you know, it was more about – I just I just like watch the defense, right, just kind of break down what they do and their tendencies. And I just see like – some of their safeties like really just falling for play action versus Mississippi State. And it's like, bro, Mississippi State threw it 48 times and ran it 23. Like they're probably not running the ball and they weren't successful with it. So it's like, why are these safeties still falling for it? That's what made me feel like that maybe they just do that. Like they're really eyes in the backfield. And then on rushes so if it's third and long that's the first thing i always used to look at as an offensive lineman i pulled up third and long tape for the entire year and watched every third and long because i wanted to see it's a guaranteed passing down what does this defense and defensive end do right when they know it's you know one-on-one drill um and in third down like there's a lot of just four-man rush that's it they're not, they're not sending a ton of blitzes, but when they do, it's the middle. It's the interior linebackers sending up the A-gaps, maybe crossing. I am so happy, so happy that I saw that, Cade, that Cooper is playing this week because of this fact, because of the confusion that can happen when that, both those linebackers come or both those linebackers line up in the A-gaps Who's picking up this one? Who's picking up this one? Where's the running back going? And I think Cooper being back is going to be such a gem to be like, we're going here. You're going there. Like he can literally just tell Jabari, like you are going there. We are going here. Cause he's smart enough and understands the game enough and understands his offense enough that, Hey, listen, I know your rules too, running back. Like it's not just me. I know your rules. So Having him back makes me feel so much better about the offensive line in general and our offense in general, honestly. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I agree. It's funny. I sent that tweet out asking people questions 
uh, about what we wanted to answer. And then I forgot to write them down and I'm using my, I'm using my phone here. So I can't look it up. I do know that I remember that one of them was about Dylan Sampson. You've already mentioned it. You got to get the guy touches, whether it's um, in the passing game, running game. I don't really care. You know, hopefully in an ideal world, they each get a couple touches in the first and second quarter, and then you just ride the hot hand and that's how it goes. No, I, I mean, I agree. I think, I think, you give everyone touches. I think, um, like I said, Jalen and Jabari, it's not like they have played bad, but Dylan has earned more. So, like, I just want to see him get out there. Like, get get him out in the game. I mean, like, he's a great runner. There's there's not a drop-off when it gets to the third running back. Like, he is really good, and he scores on 20% of his touches. So, it's like, I, I, I want to see him have the ball a lot more, too. Um I just pulled it up. Uh, one of the other ones was, do you think we were taking too long to establish the run in games? Example, Florida, the first half. Um, I, I don't. I think that Hypel always tries to run it. We are, if I'm not mistaken, we're leading the SEC or second in the SEC in rushing. Yeah. I think he always tries to establish it. He has to do it a different way this year. Maybe if his offensive line's not as good, and that's why we see the – Quick screens, bubbles. I don't think I don't think Heupel's ever going to try to hold off on establishing a run game. Sometimes you're just not able to because the defense is basically yeah. putting everyone in a box. And you're not able to run when you're in first and fifteen, when you're in second and twenty, when you're in negative yardage. You're not able to establish. You're not going to call a lot of run plays in that instance. So when you make mistakes like that, like we did that huge and then it's now it's here right i only got these few options for this kind of yardage down in yeah. distance yeah that's a great point that's a great point uh defensively click this thing over uh we defensively didn't, we did not talk about this well first off offensively really truly the key to the game besides execution and i trust hype he's going to be in his bag again it's on joe I could, probably say, I could probably say that for the rest of the game. It's on Joe if he makes his hits, makes his throws. And guess what? When a boss line's not playing well, do you get out of the pocket like Spencer Rattler? Do you get out of the pocket and make plays, whether it's with your legs or downfield? Mount back to defense. Defensively, I we have a really good defensive line. Mm-hmm. Their offensive line's not that great. I think they gave up eight or nine sacks against North Carolina. I want us to – Bring it all night to Spencer in a in the most smart and efficient way that we can. So if I'm Tim Banks, I'm telling these guys we are coming after him. We are coming after him all night. But you better keep your outside contained with your outside shoulder free. Mm-hmm. And I would tell them, hey, I want you to I want you to to rush like your life depends on it, but be under control. Be smart about it. This guy's not a statue in the pocket. Where's your aiming point? Exactly. So keep your aiming points, keep your rush lanes. And even saying that, I am probably going to have a spy on legitimately every long distance second and third down. And even and then if we get like a fourth and five, I'm having a spy that I know I can trust mentally and that has the speed to st- keep up with them. Because yeah. the, the one thing that you do not want – is for him to get his confidence going 
hitting some of these deep shots, you know, pump, you know, pumping up his crowd, you know, like doing this to our crowd, the more you let him get in his bag, mm -hmm. then he could be the best player on the field, take over. And we're probably in pretty big trouble. Yeah. So, so legitimately defensively, that is the main key. I mean, obviously you got to tackle, you got to get off blocks. You can't have missed assignments. I'm not even talking about all that because we're not good enough to really overcome those. So I'm assuming we do those pretty well. Mm -hmm. uh, I would probably play some pretty deep coverage. You can still you can still play aggressive and, and play some pretty deep coverage. And I'm going to let everything, you know, bend but don't break. Let them get to the red zone, and then let's let's hold them in there. But when I'm coming, even Kyler, even if I have to rush three and take one of my extra spots on the down line and put someone else that's a linebacker or another secondary player there. That's, is he coming? Is he not? Is he sitting in zone? Is he, is he quarterback, quarterback spy? I'm telling you, if I had to put Omar Norman Lott head up on the center, and then I have James Pierce on one edge and Tyler Barron on another edge. So I only have three down linemen and I say, go eat boys. And we might be bringing one other guy, but then I'm going to have one or two other that are in their zone, but also spine because Spencer is going to feel the pressure and he's immediately going to roll left or right. And he does a damn good job keeping his eyes downfield. Yeah. So, so it's that, it's almost like that. It's like a, it's, it's like a, it's like almost like a box in one where you want to just, just almost pressure him. This like, I hope this weekend if I see James Pierce beat his block and come upfield, I'm, I'm dead serious. If I see him do, come off and beat his guy, or we have Tamarian or Wesley or someone coming off an edge, I want you to come up, and when you get two, three yards, I don't care if you have to break down and go basketball defense, and then he's and then he still has a chance to throw it away, or he has a chance to maybe still try to make a pass. Mm -hmm. I would rather see that than you come in thinking you're going to kill shot him and he just sidesteps, and now he's got 10 yards in front of him to decide whether he wants to run, put Kamal Haddon in a pickle. Kamal, you coming up, you're not – you cannot let him do that. So come up and then just stop. Literally just just stop and play basketball defense on him. Yeah, because he'll still feel the pressure. He'll exactly. Still get, he'll see it too. Yeah, he'll, he'll still get the nerves. Um, you know, that this is why I put it down. I mean, like – I completely agree with you. It is keeping him inside the pocket. He is a lot more uncomfortable in the pocket than he is out of the pocket. Um, I, I think he has a tendency to want to roll right because he's right-handed. So I wouldn't mind, like, here's a little delayed linebacker blitz off of his right side to where he feels like, oh, I'm going to move and then see somebody coming and he can't decide what to do. Um I like the spy idea. It does with spies. It always, I always hate taking away from someone who could be covering downfield, but I understand why it needs to happen. But the thing is, Kyler, if you play it well, you can you, kind of cover with it. Yeah. I mean, if you play it well, I, I do see a lot of times where we've had some spies where they'll be at their le regular linebacker depth. And then when the ball snap, they kind of eke up to keep your depth. I mean, I'm fine with you keeping a depth and even getting a little bit of a drop, but your, your eyes are still on him. If he goes right or left, you, you see what I'm saying? So it's like, if he's here, we'll say if, if uh, he's here and, and defenders here, 
you don't have to come up and press here because even if you come up and press here and he gets your angles off, stay mm. back, stay in that that little zone, and then it's this way, then move this way. Sorry, I'm sorry if you're if you're listening. If you're listening, you're, listening, you're not getting it. But if you're watching, yeah, if you're listening, did this hand motions this is incredible. Yeah, but you get what I'm saying because if you do come up and try to close the gap, then, yeah. then he can just sidestep and you're out of. But if you're there and you can mirror him, that's yeah. That's it's really almost cool. like if you get too close to the line of scrimmage, the quarterback can use the defense and offensive line as picks. Sure, sure. Like it's like you they they get in your way to try and track him down. Yeah. Um. No, absolutely. And then and then lastly. If we're in zone, those defensive backs have to play their zone, but find someone, find someone. If he is rolling out, I don't care if you have to turn and give your back up to him. Turn yeah. and find someone. Yeah. Um, another tendency, get Spencer Rattler throwing more than they're running. Both of their – so both of their wins – he threw 27 times and 20 times. Both of their losses, he threw 39 times and 42 times. Now, that's not to say that it was bad completion percentage. He still had really good games and threw for touchdowns. But the more they threw, the worse they were. The worse their offense did. They scored 37 points with him throwing 20 times versus Mississippi State. So it's kind of like run the ball, establish a run. That's what they like, get the play actions going. If we're able to stuff the run, stop that, get him in long down of distances and contain Spencer, we'll win this game. Um, also, the epitome of what Reed says as this guy is a problem, Xavier Leggett is a problem. Number 17 for South Carolina is very, very good. He is another you know, Debo Samuel kind of guy that came through South Carolina as a wide receiver, pops up out of nowhere. No one's talking about him. But now all of a sudden, he's moving up draft boards. He's he's being talked about. I watched him versus Mississippi State and literally leave like three or four DBs in the dust on a crossing pattern. Um, I yeah. watched him make some inc incredible catches versus Georgia that like – didn't get the first down or like his foot barely missed the out of bounds, but it was still like, holy crap, he's going up to get that ball. Yeah. This guy's, I mean, this guy is legit. Yeah. It was just, it was third and like six, third and seven. Mississippi State was in man. They run a shallow cross, crosser. A guy can't keep up with him and the safety takes a bad angle and it's a house call. I thought that I read a piece that Ryan or Jack or Rick put out on the, uh, Rocky Top Inside that one of their best receivers wasn't playing. I don't think it was him. I think it was another guy. God, but I would hope it was him. It was. It was one of their one or one or two of their best receivers aren't playing. I, I forget one because I read it two days ago. I think, but he's really good. And back to Spencer a little bit about Spencer Rattler. I'm now that I think about it, some of their bigger plays were not on time. That one was, but it really wasn't a bigger play because what Spencer did, but a lot of the bigger plays that they do have is Spencer getting out. It's like you said, he is more comfortable out there than in there because he doesn't do a lot of on-timing stuff. Mm -hmm. That was really one of the only on-timing throws that I that I saw him make that ended up being a big play. Yeah, exactly. He wants he wants to get out. I mean, touch, there were multiple touchdowns where he's rolling, right? Yeah. He's on the run. Um, 
And that's what I noticed too. And I was like, he's not running left. It's always right. So trying to take advantage of that. Uh, In closing, me and Reed are going to be at the game. So we're going to be walking around tailgates beforehand. If you guys see us, please come up to us. Uh, Do not feel like you can't. We would love to talk to you. Love to talk ball. Um, And just super excited to hang out with my buddy this weekend. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. And I hope we're celebrating a big win. Three keys. Sound contain on defense. Hope that Joe plays as good as Joe can play. And that crowd, baby. That crowd. That crowd's a big one. That's the one I know that's going to show up. <laughs> exactly. We got we got confirmation on that. The other two, I'm not sure about yet, but I know that crowd's going to show up. Yeah. See you, brother. All right, man. Okay. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. If you are watching, please like and subscribe. Hit that notification bell to see all of our videos. And leave a comment in the comment section. absolutely love them. Um, if you're just listening, rate and review, download and re-download and follow us on all those platforms. Uh, also follow us on social media at pancakes and bacon for our main account on Twitter at pancakes and bacon underscore RTI on Instagram. Uh, if you want to follow Reed, you can follow him at our bacon 26 on Twitter. And then for myself it's just at Kyler Kerbison on all social medias. So check me out there. Uh, again, can't wait to see some of you guys at the game this Saturday. Very excited. Um, a little nervous, but man, this game is important. I want, I want this revenge. Um, can't wait to see the uniforms again, but, uh, thank you guys so much for watching, uh, and listening as always go Vols.